Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment. What's up, Liberty Lovers? How you doing this evening? This is Ty Freedom. We're coming to you live here on Major League Liberty. Excited to be with you all tonight. How you doing this evening? It's Monday night. We got a great show for you, as usual. If you guys like what we're doing here at Major League Liberty and you're new to the show, please type Liberty Prevails into the comments. What you'll do is you're going to get a message from our chat bot. If you hit OK, let them know that you're a human being and not a Russian bot. You'll be able to subscribe to the podcast. And what happens is, is every time that we go live, you'll get a message saying... These guys are live. You might do it. We, we do a show. We do one on Monday. We do one on Wednesday. And we do one on Sunday. Uh, you'll get notifications for all of them, guys. So please type in Liberty Prevails. How y'all doing this evening? Without further ado, let's bring the guys in here, and then we'll do some shout-outs and some hellos. The Beast from the East, Audible Chalk. Good, man. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Patriots everywhere? I'm excited. Sorry I wasn't here last week. Uh, the kids going, you know sicknesses and things like that <laughs> it, it kind of surprised you out of nowhere so uh hey i'm so excited we have some good topics tonight to go over man i'm excited to talk it up chop it up with with our boy and uh and uh it's gonna be awesome I'm so hey i'm doing absolutely fantastic having a good old time just got done doing a show and ready to rock it with you guys here on major league liberty Absolutely. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, wherever your mama's at. Now, nah, <laughs> wherever you want to go, you can find me. Go ahead and put in my name, Jermaine Bazio. Yeah, last name is Italian. No, I'm not a mobster, I swear. All right. And uh, just type in the name Conservative Nation. All right. Ask around. A lot of people watch the show. A lot of people love the show. I and we handle real topics there. I love the show too, and, and uh, <laughs> you're able to go over some things that maybe I'm not able to go over, and you know what I mean. And mm -hmm. uh, say some things that 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 I might not be able to, even though I think them, because you know we still have to hold back a little bit, right? Like it's a weird society that we're in right now, man. Right? Oh yeah, it I is. mean, I wish everybody could talk like me, right? I 100. <laughs> Amen to that. The message you get out more and more, right? Yeah. So before we get started, guys, I want to give a shout out to Shannon. How you doing, PK? Linda's in here. Mama Winter, Chris, Linda, thank you. Esther, we appreciate you all. Thanks for being in here. Please like and share. Get it out there. We've got a good show for you guys tonight. So share, share, share. We're always fighting the Zuck here at MLL. Before we get started for the evening, Zach, uh, if you could please unmute your mic and if you, if you'd like to bring yourself up for a second, I don't know if you can. He's busy in the back, but I want to talk about the Roger. Uh, nice. Tell everybody, we were at Ted Nugent this weekend, and wasn't it a blast? I mean, seriously. And it, it, it's in basically a beautiful area. We were at the uh, Pelican it was Island at Pelican Lakes up in Wild County, and there was a fundraiser for Sheriff Steve Reams, and Ted Nugent was at it. And uh, MLL was there, and we helped cover it. And asked Zach, it was a pretty awesome event. We had a good time. What would you say, Zach? Would you, there was about 300 and some people that attended. Or maybe he's yeah, not no, here. Well, from what from what I've seen, 
and I'm unfortunately I wasn't able to make it because it was in Colorado. Uh, no, there was a lot. I think there was three hundred. I think uh, there there was mentioned there was like three hundred fifty plus. Right, and, it was big. Yeah, and you guys were out there, rain or shine, and that's that's what I love about the groups that that we hang out with and the people that we associate ourselves with is that a lot of us are just dedicated to the cause, man. Right, and it was a great event. Uh, we had a beautiful time, and the weather was a little bit damp i would say it wasn't cold though you know what i mean it was a little bit chilly but in colorado it wasn't bad nuge was there he didn't i mean he didn't disappoint anybody everybody in the event laughed we had a good time they clapped they hoot and hollered i mean he played a couple jams played the national anthem everybody got excited about that played a little bit of riffs a cat scratch fever and a couple other things but he gave a really good talk and he talked to conservatives and he talked about gun rights and he talked about why sheriffs like sheriff steve reams should stand up like he does for americans and gun rights in the second amendment and then after he did that he took pre uh, questions from the press and we were given the first couple questions and myself and louis asked him some questions and he was kind of given some crap by the far left liberal press here in Colorado. So he gave them some hell. He obviously gave them some hell, but it was pretty awesome. And we live streamed it. We've had quite a few views and it's been pretty damn cool. We've had a good time. And it was, I would say one of the coolest events I've been to in Colorado so far, just because, you know, you go to a lot of these events and you might get a second to talk to him, but like we were able to talk to him for, you know, a few minutes and listen to him talk and really get a feel for him. So it was pretty awesome. Nice. That's cool, man. I'm I, like I said, I'm sad that I had to miss out, but you know it was a great event for a great reason. And anybody that shows support for Sheriff Steve Reams is is a okay in my books, man. You know, and Ted was talking about standing for the Second Amendment. Before we jump into the first video of the night, I just want to bring up something that was going on. We've had Eric Parker on before. Remember Jersey? We had Eric and his wife off, a wife yeah. on, and he was yeah. the sniper at the Bundy trials. Correct. Well, right now he is the he's actually I think he's the head of the Idaho three percent, and he's right now helping guard and protect those congressmen from Oregon. Oh, really? Yes, that fled, and he's been a guest on the show before. And there's actually an article, and they've been talking about it. So yeah, that is going on um if you guys don't know about it they missed oh, the wow. vote for wasn't it a clean air act bill it was basically something to do with they're they're spinning it as they don't care about climate change even though it was re, the clean air bill that they were trying to pass was was ridiculous oh, in its legislation oh. but th then they go and then so they refused to vote and since they refused to vote from what i understand this, they didn't show up is that they just didn't show up and that they legally had to well, not that they legally had to. They missed the vote. But what happened was, is that I think the governor there sent out this sent out the state police to look for him. And that's when the that's when the Oregon state militia, the Idaho state militia said, we'll protect you, fellas. So supposedly there's like from the article I read, there's like 600 militia members between Idaho and Oregon. Oh, yeah. That are, hi that are hiding them out as we're speaking. So well, we Eric. Is that just they, they, they're being hit with a five hundred dollar a day fine, too. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so, yeah. so the people that are supposed to be working for us are being searched by the people who work for us and getting <laughs> fined. The they're finding us. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and, the and the people that actually care about we the people are protecting them. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it's Not like funny. it's like. So, I just wanted to bring that up because he had been a prior guest. So, check that out in the news, you guys. Check out what's going on with that. It's been pretty crazy. But speaking of crazy, Jersey, here we go again accusations from the left the mm. tactics and what's crazy is, is we see them using these tactics on each other already with joe biden we'll get into that more how they're already eating each other alive but what do we got now another sexual assault accuser on president trump 
And <laughs> you want to know what? I'm going to let you guys see a little bit of this clip here. Check this out, folks. Share this. Get it out because you guys have to see this lady's cracked. I'm going to let you see for yourself. Zach, oh, if you'll roll that terrible. clip, please. Terry Black. Viewer discretion advised. When we walked into the lingerie department, there was nobody there, which was strange. It was in the evening, so. And on the counter were three really fancy boxes and a see-through bodysuit. He walked right to the bodysuit and snatched it up and said, go put this on. Now, that struck me as so funny because here I am, 52. I am not going to be put. My idea was, I said, no, you put it on. And he said, no, it looks like it fits you. I said, no, it goes with your eyes. So I am spinning a comedy scene in my head. Of course, banter back and forth. I get it. But Total you banter. see how funny that would be to make him put yes. that on. Right. Yes, and you, by the way, used to be a comedy writer on Saturday Night Live. Right. You were engaging in this banter, as I think many of us would, because yes. you didn't know what violence was no, about I had to unfold, and you could never have known that. And How would I know that? Of course. And Although so, I thought I was pretty stupid. Well, I mean, I understand that afterwards, in retrospect, you blame yourself. Many women in this situation do. However, you go into the dressing room. You think that he's going to hold it up against him. Yeah. And then it gets violent. Well, he, the minute he, he went like this, I preceded him into the dressing room. The minute he closed that door, I was banged up against the wall. He slammed you against the wall. Yeah, I hit my head really hard. Boom. You point out that he's Obviously. a tall, big person, and six, he pinned three. you in some way. Well, I'm a tall person, too. I was 6'1 in my heels, and I was a competitive athlete. So, you know, when somebody shows you, the thing is, it shocked me. It, for a moment, I was stunned, right? And then he tried to kiss me, which was, it was so hard. But so my reaction was to laugh, to knock off the erotic whatever he had going on. Because the man, when you laugh at him, he's like, Ugh. No, you know, he just went at it. And when you say went at it, you know, I mean. He pulled down my tights. And uh, it was a fight. It was, a, I want women to know that I did not stand there. I did not freeze. I was not paralyzed, which is a reaction that I could have had because it's so shocking. No, I fought. Uh, and um, it was over very quickly. It was against my will, 100%. And I ran away, out. And he pinned you, I mean, just uh, without getting overly graphic, he pinned you against the wall. He, yeah, he held his sh shoulder he put, against He put it, his yeah. shoulder against I mean, seriously, Jersey. I mean, all of a sudden, it's come out. So she's a writer. That's the thing is that she's a writer. Do you know, listen, you know who else was a writer? Rock Albert, <laughs> and he started the Church of Scientology. It's the same difference, man. There's so many questions here. So many questions. A, of course, there's nobody there because then there's nobody to corroborate your story. And if it's weird that there wasn't people there, that means that people were probably told to stand down. You ain't contacting them because this never happened to begin with. And I'm I'm not minimizing in any in any right real sexual assault. Okay. Right. When you have this lady coming out at a very curious time, how come she didn't come out? You know, when there was the other allegations from before. It's so like overly descriptive it's like she took the whole kavanaugh hearing she learned from that and went equally and went way more descriptive than she was before there's just so many questions there she was an snl writer oh so she's good at writing and making stuff up is that what you're trying to tell me here so jermaine what did you think about the line when she said it was over really quick speaking of snl 
<laughs> I, I can tell you, um, I bet it was over pretty quick. Um, one thing I can tell you about this here, um, this is a straight up lie. Um, people are getting tired of uh, these type of allegations coming out, right? Um, Trump has been accused by 15 women. Guess how many women uh, turned out to be true? Uh, how about this? Zero? Zero. Zero out of 15. And now we got another knucklehead running the same story. We are in the new information age where these women, there's a lot of them out there. They're liberal women who believe that the only way to take down a man who is in a position of power is by what? Sexual misconduct, right? Well, that's that's that's, that's what they believe, now, right? That's what's popular now. That's what's going on. Absolutely, no, that is what's and going I'm on. telling people um, not to fall for the uh, for the uh, hoopla right now. Um, you have to wait and see. A lot of these women have been paid to do this, and you, of course, you guys know there's no consequence for this, right? There's absolute. <laughs> when, when has there been a consequence? For a woman lying about sexual misconduct in the press. Never. There hasn't. I mean, look at what's exactly. happening. They're so admitted liars. There's nothing stopping them from doing it. Until nope. Trump or somebody big steps up and sues the, their pants off, we're going to continue to get it. So. Well, and, and, and to, to, to touch on this, give me, I, I spoke to a lady today, and this is actually crazy that this conversation came up, and she's a real religious lady. She's, she's really staunch Catholic, and she was talking to me, and I told her I've been really getting involved in politics and doing a lot of things, and she goes, you have to realize something, honey. She's like, the devil lays traps for you. And she says, when it's in politics, it comes in the form of women. And she said that. And that's what's crazy. Oh, yeah. You're talking about this. She's like, they're going to lay traps in front of you, and they lay. And, and, and even guys, I mean, seriously. It is. It's it's a tactic. They lay these traps for you, hoping that you're going to fall for it, and then they own you. And that's what they tried to do with the president, and that's how they tried to play it. We remember with the whole Russian hookers thing, peeing on mm -hmm. him in the hotel room. But that's what they want to do to people that are getting involved in this stuff. So it's just crazy that that happened today, and that lady gave me that advice from that perspective. And here we see it playing out in real life a lot of times. I mean, Stormy Daniels just admitted that – she, they're never. She, Trump never did have sex. Yeah, she lied. Another one, right? Because also, she, she was admitting about the whole Avenatti thing and that. And look, we can look at another perspective too. Shannon says, as a survivor of actual sexual assault, I can tell you that she is full of shit. I hate these bitches coming out like some badge of honor. There you go. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And it, I can only imagine more and more is going to happen. But but what happens? What happens when one of these leftists, what happens when a Joe Biden, they laugh the fact that Joe Biden's touching up all the right. girls and smelling people's hair. They laugh that off and write that off real quick. But when it comes to somebody on the right, I was reading the salon. Listen to what I'm about to say. Salon. Reading the salon <laughs> okay. Because Mark that time stamp that MLL fans jersey. Yeah. Salon. salon. This is what you have to do. You have to read Slate. You have to read Salon. You have to read HuffPo. Because what you do is, is you take that information and you just believe the opposite. And it's always right. It's bizarre. I, mean, I was learning this from Stephen Crowder. Crowder said, you know, in order for me to do my research, he's like, I don't even read anything that's like right at, I don't read anything that's centrist. He's like, I just read HuffPo and then I do my own research and how you can get to the bottom of everything. And 90% and, and of the time you find out that these sources don't actually lead to anywhere. There's no real sources to the pages and things like that. So I started doing the same thing. Was it, was it? it was a HuffPo article or was a Salon article that made, it was making, they were like, 
Can you believe Trump's disgusting response? What do you think his response to this whole thing was? What? She's oh, it was a slam type. dunk. I already know it. She's not my type. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. That was his response. She's not my type. Look at the women he's been with. Do they resemble a fifty? And she said a fifty-year-old woman putting on. No offense, to any you older. She looks. She looks terrible she right all now. Beautiful women, but her especially. You can't. You can't. You look like Skeletor's girlfriend. Right. Look at. She looks ugly. Right. She kind of looks like Nancy Pelosi with the eyes and the stuttering and everything. It's so crazy. I'm surprised she wasn't drunk during that interview because it really seemed like it or medicated just like Nancy Pelosi usually is. Who knows? Well, the thing I don't understand is I don't know about you guys. And here's the deal is real sexual assault. There's no place for it in the world. Men or women that do it because both sides do it. There's no place for it because a person has their rights, their spaces, their space. I get that. The thing I don't understand is, is I've had, I don't know about you guys, but when you've had something traumatic happen to you in your life, doesn't that seem to be the sharpest memories in your life? So like with the Kavanaugh thing, she's like, well, I was dropped off at some house with some kids and I can't remember this and I can't remember that. Or this, you know, this woman right here, I mean, she has a very, I mean, pretty much very good memory of it. But you see that also. That's why the stories don't jive, just like with her. She's like, it was, that's the whole SNL thing. And the other lady's a doctor, so she came at it like she was running psychology on herself. That's the funny yeah. thing. Yeah, right. And then now this lady comes at it, and you see the whole writer aspect of it. So it's well, like well, Tom, look at it part. like this. Real people who have been sexually assaulted do not go around parading their story about them being sexually assaulted. They just do not because it's an embarrassing thing for them. Um, they feel ashamed about the matter. They're just not doing this. When you see people who are parading around, hey, I've been sexually assaulted. Come, come and hear, listen to my story. When you hear people like that, Ty, Jersey, you know that these people are lying. You know that. They're looking for attention. And, and, and she got it right now. Well, think about this, too. Um she's in this situation and she's, I guess, going to profit off this some way. Oh, of course. You know, what, what happened? Why were you, what? Okay. If you're in a situation where you're by yourself with a man with lingerie around, say the situation actually happened. Do you think the possibility of communication getting crossed somewhere in the heat of the moment? Like, <laughs> why would you ever put yourself in a position in the first place? Yeah. Is that is that a ter- is that is that terrible? Am I, am I blaming? No, you? you're not terrible. Um, you know, I don't put is- myself in. I don't. I'm not driving through Camden because Camden's a dangerous place. I'm not. No, liberals don't want you to think like that, Jersey. You're no. using too much common sense there. They don't want you to think like that. Uh-uh-uh. Like okay, listen. I also feel like though that if a woman wanted to go and be with a man alone in a lingerie place. You shouldn't be forced to put on lingerie. And again, I don't believe this situation happened, but if the situation <laughs> was there, I feel like the woman shouldn't have to worry about that because as a dude, I'm not trying to force myself on anybody. I have better morals than that, but you still don't put yourself in that situation. I mean, you never put yourself in that situation. No. And you want to know what? And if you are a woman and you do have to go into situations like that, like some women I know that are realtors and stuff, you carry a firearm, not a rape whistle, because you want to know what? It don't matter if you're six foot one and he's six foot three and he's 300 pounds. When you hit him with that nine milli three times, he's going to back up off you. Oh, <laughs> that, that's all there is to it. Shoot so, him in the pee pee. Right. Then it's done. Bink. 
See you later. No. All right. So, so Trump, here's the deal, guys. Is Trump, like, Jersey gives his reaction. It don't phase Trump because Trump's figured out the game. The American people have the game figured out. What this is, is this just is, is this is tactics of people that are drowning. They're pulling out all the stops. We see it in everything that they do every day between the press. We talk about it all the time. But the thing about it is really crazy is, is, He's really getting down on Iran because what's funny is, is to watch the left eat itself because the press was like, he's going to get us in World War III with Iran. And then it's North Korea. Then it's Iran. Then all of a sudden he don't get us in World War III with Iran. And then they're pissed off that he don't get us in World War III with Iran. <laughs> they don't even know. I'm, I'm confused. So, Zach, would you would you play this clip? And let's see what Trump actually did to Iran to put more pressure on him. In a few moments, I'll be signing an executive order imposing hard-hitting sanctions on the Supreme Leader of Iran and the Office of the Supreme Leader of Iran and many others. Today's action follows a series of aggressive behaviors by the Iranian regime in recent weeks, including shooting down of U.S. drones. You shot down the drone. It's, uh, I guess everyone uh, saw that one and uh, many other things. They've done many other things aside from the individual drone. You saw the tankers, and we know of other things that were done also, which were not good and not appropriate. The Supreme Leader of Iran is one who ultimately is responsible for the hostile conduct of the regime. He's respected within his country. His office oversees the regime's most brutal instruments, including the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Sanctions imposed through the executive order that I'm about to sign will deny the Supreme Leader and the Supreme Leader's office and those closely affiliated with him and the office access to key financial resources and support. The assets of Ayatollah Khomeini and his office will not be spared from the sanctions. These measures represent a strong and proportionate response to Iran's increasingly provocative actions. We will continue to increase pressure on Tehran until the regime abandons its dangerous activities and its aspirations, including the pursuit of nuclear weapons, increased enrichment of uranium, development of ballistic missiles, engagement in and support for terrorism, fueling of foreign conflicts, and belligerent acts directed against the United States and its allies. The agreement that was signed was a disaster. Okay, Jermaine, you are a military man, and you're a very highly intelligent gentleman. Would you please tell me what you think about the geopolitics here and what Trump's trying to do with this? Okay, what, what Trump's trying to do with this is that he's trying to take away money from the Ayatollah and basically uh, the little militias that are, that are there in Iran. For him to do that, he has to put pressure on the international banks because that's how they move money around. Um, the Ayatollah... In that area there, he's uh, he's funded by proxy wars from um, from the Kurds and um, from the Russians. And what's going on is that last week, the German chancellor actually went to Iran and they're setting up what they call a new uh, a, a new banking system so that they can move money from. Iran to Germany into Russia. So right now, um, it's a big deal for him to do this because what he's doing is he's choking the life on the military there, and the military has to look for funding somewhere else. And usually, that funding is going to come from 
you know, um, believe it or not, it's going to come from our allies. And our allies are setting up another banking system to circumvent Trump, which should be talked about in the media, but it's it's not really talked about right now. <clears throat> so it's, it's a big thing that's happening. I, so I don't know. So why? I don't know. There's like, so, oh, all right. So it's a good thing, right? You can't fight this. You can't. I don't want anybody going to war, man. That's one thing I absolutely do not want. I don't want people right. going to war. I understand the situation. Uh, I've heard Ben Shapiro's case for, for having a war and going to war with Iran. Um, I don't agree. And it's like, I, I don't want to put people in harm's way. If you're a businessman, if you are a businessman as, you know, our president is, going to war is a bad business decision. It costs a whole lot of money that we don't have. It's in they write about room, you forever. Right? You, it, it'll be written about you forever, you know, and, and you're 100% correct on that. So what he's doing is taking a smarter approach, in my opinion. He's saying, okay, well, if we're not going to go and we're not going to do it this way, we can go and we can. He signed a bill last week that had to do something with um, with allowing cyber attacks on Iran. He went and he right. did something just now with the executive order allowing for the sanctions. I think those are the ways to go about it. Let's show these nations because we can throw our weight around. We have we have the ability, we have the wherewithal to throw the throw our weight around and and start handling these situations in this way. Because as you've seen what's happening with China, as you've seen what was you know what was what was happening when when Russia was going and intervening over there in like uh in some Middle Eastern country. I don't even just losing the thought, but you know we're over there and he's also sending out those those sanctions to to really grip up these other countries. That's how you prove your point. You know, uh, my grandfather, he, he told me that there's only, sometimes there's only, there's two ways to get a point across to people. You either physically hurt them or you hurt their pockets. And typically hurting their pockets is the more effective way. So hurt their pockets, squeeze those shanks, the, squeeze the sanctions, make it so they're really feeling that what they did was a bad idea. Now, why there was a drone arguably over their space or not their space to begin with you know i don't i don't know i don't understand that there but you know it's it's whatever it's whatever's happens whether they attacked the tankers or whether they didn't attack tankers to me it doesn't matter at this point if that's what's serious if that's what your understanding is then going about it because i don't want people dying i don't want our people dying i don't want to spend the money on the war spend the sanctions let's make money let's hurt them and make the money first on that but one thing i know um about geopolitics right now we have a big um a big problem we have germany and we have russia who is by, behind iran so if we go to war with iran iran will be supplied weapons and they'll be supplied money from the russians okay um and and this is a big deal so this is the main reason why trump pulled back a lot is because they have uh russian support so believe it or not russians russia military is very it's uh very powerful it's a might to uh you know to deal with i could tell you that and another thing here too is that if you look at the sanctions that have been put on iran um they've been in place for a while and I don't see um, Iran changing any course. Um, Trump has done everything you could do to a nation, um, really, 
in sanctions. And Iran is being only kept alive by, like I said, our allies. So until I believe um, Trump addresses our allies, which will be Russia and Germany, you, you will continue to uh, see them uh, behave in this manner because they, they have their allies there who are willing to step over what we're doing to supply them. What surprised me is how real. Rand Paul reacted to this. He was talking about the carrot and the stick on the news tonight. And he was saying he, he didn't necessarily agree with President Trump's approach to this. He looked at it as, as he was when they had a carrot on the stick, they actually had the option. Are you guys getting back reverb? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's in my. So he talked about the carrot and the stick. So when he said that we, basically when they had the Iran deal with Obama, he thinks that they should have adjusted that deal and they shouldn't have actually went ahead and done all the sanctions. Cause he said you adding to the stick by doing the sanctions, but there's no carrot at the end of the stick. So they have nothing to lose is the way he explained it. And it just surprised me that he took that approach to it. Cause you know, somebody that, that stands for not being involved pretty much past your shores is talking about policy and saying, well, you know what? I think by taking everything away from them and, and giving them too many sanctions, now they have nothing to lose. And it just, it just surprised me that he took that stance. It, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. And this is why it doesn't because he's talking about regulating an already heavy regulated market and mm -hmm. libertarians such as himself are, are against the regulation of the market. So I'm sure his stance is not pro war, but I'm, I can understand why his stance would be not continue with the sanctions, but there, there comes a point where I think the reality needs to hit where we, of course I would love an unregulated, of course I don't want regulation just as much as we don't want the cramps put down. We all want that, but in the society we live in in the economy and the world that we live in, everything is so overregulated that to get to that point of not being regulated as much sometimes, and it may not make sense, but, you need to put the clamps on more in order to finally have someone break down so you can start taking those regulations back off again. Does that make any sense or, or am I an idiot? I mean, well, I no, it doesn't. I, but... I think that's what you see in Venezuela. And I think that's what you're going to see in Iran is, is he's putting the ball in the people's court. And we always talk about that, how we see all these refugees come to all these different countries when in all reality, they should be staying in their own countries and fighting for their freedom. I think that's what President Trump's doing is he's putting the heat on enough so the people get tired of living that way. And then the people overthrow the leaders so it isn't big, bad America stepping in, swinging that stick. Mm -hmm. And that's why we had the issues in Vietnam that we did. And then we had the issues with the Russians and the Afghanistans, which was the creation of the Taliban. Is Because what we're doing is instead of just doing sanctions, we're dropping weapons into these countries to let them play war with each other. And Trump's actually going to allow the people. So then when they write their history books, there's never that. I'm sure I've never read a history book from some of these countries, but I'm sure there's a lot of dissension towards Americans in oh, these countries. There, where there is. So, and to be honest, uh, Ty, um, the way they they portray Americans is in a very bad light. Imagine living in a country every day. I have a um, a guy from American Truth Project. His name is Barry Newsbaum. He comes on my show maybe twice a month, right? Um, and we speak about Israel. We speak about the Middle East. He's a um, former intelligence um, expert, and he's on o OAN, OWN, and all those other uh, networks right. um, as a, a commentator. And one thing I he can tell you and what I've learned from him is that they run propaganda every day. They will uh, 
they will tell uh, their people that, hey, if you go out and kill an American soldier, your family will get like, you know, $10,000. You get what I'm saying? Being a martyr. Yeah. When you have those type of um, influences, you got those, you know, that type of environment and that type of culture, it's very hard to break through. Sanctions are, is, is not going to do it. It has to, it has to, to me, it has to be a little bit more than that because you're, you're dealing with a culture and you're changing people's minds. And if they have the, you, you know, how can I say the access to uh, the people in a way where they can promote uh, their agenda? I mean, it's very hard for us to change the people's minds there. They can say that, well, right. America's hurting us. And that's what they're saying. They're saying that America does not want us to be successful. They don't want us to be a sovereign nation. America wants to rule our nation. This is what they're telling their people. How do you fight against that, Ty? You can. Shannon brought up a good point. That's something that we haven't discussed is the forces inside of America that are playing. I mean, you have Obama over there talking to Iran. There you, you have go. Harry, who just was in Iran. So what is the influence of them? Do they want to start? I mean, we have seen the left, the globalistic left in this country, pull out all stops. To and they undermine the Trump presidency. President, President yes. Trump. So wouldn't they go as far as to try to create a war to try to kill his to his approval rating that we, we saw just the other day? What, what, what paper was that in Jersey where they, they didn't pr publish the approval rating? We posted it because it was too high. Was that uh, was that the USA Today, right? I think I think it was. But but that doesn't mean, I mean to me approve. Listen, we know that people are going to come out to the polls. It don't matter what approval rating well, we come up with. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, is they're they're trying to knock these things down every time he tries to do something good. So what would be what I'm trying to say is that the approval rating is if there is any truth to it. I mean, it's an uptick, an upswing. So a war, this war that we're talking about that they'd write about forever, would just be one more thing they could try to take him down in with in 2020. Yeah, they'll they'll do whatever they can, man. My question is this though: we're always backing other countries up. I mean, last year when we were dropping the or two years ago was the, the mother of all bombs and we were helping out Israel, this, that, and the other. Why don't we have one of those countries handle it? Why? Hey, 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 finally, let's come, let's, let's have Israel come to our aid for once. And maybe they can handle that situation a little bit better than we can. Why right. should we spend, why should we have to spend the money on the resources? There's new, listen, there's a million people who always say, uh, you know, you hear people talk about civil war, blah, 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 blah. The next war, no matter what front it is, it's going to be fought digitally. It is. The next war is going to be some guy sitting behind a computer, all drones. It's going to be some guy sitting there hacking somebody else's co other country's systems. We see it now. And it happens now. We're going to have, we'll say people trying to interfere with elections, which we know happens across the board. And we do in other countries as well. So this war is being fought. I mean, make no, make no doubt about it. We're, we're constantly fighting wars on all fronts. I think that this war, the way of the sanctions, the way of uh, cyber attacks and things like that, that's the way it's going to be fought from here on out. I don't, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I mean, listen, in, 2000, in 2001, when I was in eighth grade, all right, in 2001, when, when, when I watched President Bush, I went up to my parents' room, uh, we were getting ready to say goodnight, and uh, Bush was announcing that we were going to have this war on terror. And I thought to myself, this is crazy. I never thought I would ever see i had no concept of what war was like because you don't unless you've seen it yourself yeah bush uh lied to us and set us up he, he deserves a stone cold stunner <laughs> give it to <laughs> us stone cold mixed, stunner 
maybe uh, maybe we can get Dwayne Johnson's big body to maybe give him I'm a rock. I'm telling you, he does. I don't care if you're a Bush fan or not. No, you he you're lied. You, but but that's okay. And look at the track record after <laughs> World War II. Look at your track record. You got Vietnam. They lied to us then. Okay, hate to say that. You get the Korean War. You get you know um, the the war in Iraq. These are things that they've constantly lied to us about to get us to be put in these positions. Like, mm -hmm. what was the last honest war fought? World War Two. Okay, you have all these lobbyists and all these countries, Halliburton, this, that, and the third, making money off of our people dying. I do not want to send, I don't care how much of a P-U-S-S-Y Trump seems because he doesn't want to go and attack another country. We don't need to be over there putting our people. We're smarter than that. Now. No, it's because he's a true humanitarian, but they won't give him credit for it. We, who cares about the credit? He's doing us a favor by not sending our people over there. And I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? And I do too. I agree 110. percent You know what? I also, understand the, the the situation over there is crazy. The the Mid East is a, is a wild place of 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 crazy shit that's happening all the time, and it's it's so deeply ingrained. As you were talking about two seconds ago, Jermaine, the the ingraining of hating Americans in in cultures all around the world because they hate and they they are jealous at the freedoms that we have. People like to see that we aren't the, the freest country. We aren't the, we aren't, oh, you think you're really free? Well, you can't, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But guess what? I don't live in fear of, of the people that, that represent me, the people that I vote for every day, wondering right. whether or not they're going to be thrown gays off of a roof, whether or That's not you have guns. In, in a, an extremist religion going to be taking over Sharia law. I don't live in fear of that. And I will never trade anything for that. I don't think that in order to protect that, I don't think we need to send our people over there. I don't. I mean, you know, and and what I th what I think, and and my my uh, opinion is a little bit different from yours. I believe that we we do need to uh, keep some check there. This is the main reason why Hitler rose to power, is because we had a um, how can I say it? we turn our back on the world and we only worried about us. And when we did that. Hitler was uh, beating down countries, wasn't he? Iran. Iran and those folks, they just like Hitler. Um, if you allow them to grow unchecked, they will take over that region and look at right now. We almost got them beat. I believe if we let loose again, they will take over that region. Our good uh, friends there in Israel who are helping keep that region in check will be defenseless. So it, it to me, it's more about keeping uh, this containment of uh, Islam in check because Islam, let me tell you something, you don't want to live under Islam. Islam is a control mechanism that is put on people. It has nothing to do with a religion. It's a way to control you. And trust me, you do not want that in your country. I've been to African countries with, uh, you know, the Islamic faith there. Let me tell you, people are treated like rats and roaches. You don't want to have that here. You trust me, you don't. There's no humanity to it almost. Mm -mm. And, and look at those. And, and Jermaine, just to add on what you're saying, look at, look at those countries over there. Okay. They're literally the cradle of civilization. Iraq should be, and Afghanistan should be, the most rich, holy mother. Yep. The whole, the most rich, the most you know, 
the, right. the most fruitful place on the planet. It is literally the birthplace of civilization. Okay? It's where it started. Look at it. Why is it rubble? Why are cities destroyed? Because of the ideology that doesn't change. Yep. Because of the ideology that will not shift and follow modern times like every other ideology or religion. And I, okay, so like Christianity to me is a religion. It changes with modern times. When something doesn't change and it, it stays the barbaric thousands of years ago, can, can't change the same barbaric thing, it's now an ideology. Okay. And that's dangerous. I'm not saying because listen, and I'm not saying that that that, that I'm not fully subscribed to the theory that, that that all Muslims are wrong or anything like that because I've growing up where I grew up, I had friends that were Muslim, great people. Uh, but the difference with Americanized ideas of Islam and not the ones that come with the foreign ideologies and come over here is that it changes with the times because they feel it's more progressive. You get like the second generation, third generation people here that, that follow the religion. To me, they, they 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 mold with the times, just like Christianity, Judaism, those things do the same thing. But the only difference between us and them is that by them, that area is Islam, man. It's it's like I hate to say it that way, but that's literally the only difference. Look at those places. You ever see like those things? Like it'll be like. Iran in the 1970s, and it's like all people are like holding hands and like walking and having fun. And like <laughs> after the 1970s, after Islam hits, and it's like rubble. It's, it's the truth. I mean, it, it's you. You need to look at it and not be afraid to speak of something like that objectively, because I think it's it's a fair point to say that the cradle of civilization, civilization, the beginning of it all, right there, should be the most advanced and the most fruitful, but it's not. No, it, and it's not because of the culture and um. There's a lot of Americans who are scared to tell people that, that the culture is not good. You know, there's some things about cultures that are good and some things that are not. And a lot of the Muslim culture, um, Islam, is not good at all, um, especially when it comes to human rights. Human rights issues is a big deal. So people just need to understand what's going on. And there's people in our government who understand what is going on as well. That's why they want to subscribe to being Muslim, right? Being Islamic, because they understand that when it comes in, somehow, some way, they will get, you know, some sort of position. And I'm telling people, listen, what, what, once it's anywhere Islam is, it takes over that area. It's a dominating religion. So people you've been there, you've been around the world. Christianity is not a dominating religion in that fact because it's an ideology. You know what I mean? Because it's not a at this point, it doesn't become a religion. When you're following a law, any law that violates natural law of human beings and your your sovereignty, all is now an ideology. And that's where, and like I'm saying, and that's where to me it seems dangerous. But we can move on to the next video if you guys want. Oh yeah. Go for it. Why don't you introduce a jersey? This is uh, one of your. So this clips. is me because I listen. We're gonna switch this up. It's gonna be really weird, but whatever. There's no. There's no segue sometimes for me. <laughs> I don't know how to do it, dude. Ty. Ty can put it together, but then I want to jump around so much that it's tough for me to do. But whatever. So I love watching women's soccer, man. I love that the U.S. team is so dominant. Um, I grew up hating soccer. I grew up playing football. And saying that everyone that plays football uh, that plays soccer is a foot fairy and, and things like that. Growing up, though, 
for some reason I've found this like love for watching soccer and my kid plays soccer. So it's like, you know, now I'm totally engulfed in it. And the U S women's team, they're dominant. They're dominant, but there's also some sort of disagreement on what they should be getting paid. We want to congratulate the women's U S soccer team for their historic 13 to nothing win over at the world cup. Trolling them on social media. Well, this is playing the question. Celebrating too much after they scored. I mean, don't NFL players put on big choreographed numbers after they after they score and they're in the end zone? I mean, what's the what's the problem? Baseball too. They pick each other up and start screaming. I mean, I I don't understand why it's not okay for for the women, but also. People expressed outrage on social media about the gender pay gap for women players, especially in light of the fact that the Women's Cup, World Cup, sorry, final in 2015, was the most watched soccer game in the United States history. For that, they get paid 38 cents on the dollar compared to male players. Yes. 38 cents Uh on the dollar. dollar. Men didn't even qualify for the World Cup this year. (laughs) They didn't. Yeah. It's terrible. When are they I mean, going to realize women do the same job, good or bad? Look at Betsy DeVos. Here's a woman who's so incompetent, and yet she's oh a woman. Lord. So sometimes it's uh, they, everybody should be the same. <laughs> and the reason I can't stand Joy Behar is she's wearing her Hillary Clinton glasses. Those, you know, what are those glasses that keep you No, would you call those the, 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 uh, the, the abuser <laughs> glasses? Somebody slapped her up. Those <laughs> are the glasses where you hide a shiner. Yeah, right. slap you up, you throw them on. Oh, God. Well, it- I think there's a lot of this to this. So I think it should be attendance at matches, apparel sold. I mean, I don't I, I don't have all the facts on this, so it's hard for me to decide. I mean, if they're if they're blowing out the TV, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, here's the deal. They deserve the profits off of that. But I, I, I don't know the whole story to pull it all together to see what are all the factors. Is it just the World Cup TV because the men aren't as good? Or do, do they sell more apparel or merchandise? They, I mean, I don't know. So Megan Rapinoe, who is uh, on the U.S. team, and she's one of the dominant players, um, you know, it's it's she's a Trump hater, so she, like, kneels during the national anthem and things like that. And me, I don't care about that, but but – you know, it kind of just speaks to the type of person you are, and you have to accept that for what it is. If you don't like her, you don't like her. I don't, I'm not going to hate for somebody else for not liking somebody. It don't make any sense to me. But you know, it's like, um, uh, you know, it's it's crazy how uh, they're they're complaining about getting paid the same. If you if you go and you watch a men's soccer game, the the stadium will sell out, and you know that just the same thing like that's in Hollywood. If if you the reason why they have certain actors playing certain roles isn't because they they're they're looking to be you know, sensitive to the ethnic diversity. It's because they know who's going to put a butt in a seat. If you want to have Tom Cruise as as you know a samurai, you know he's going to sell it out. That's who you make your samurai. So whoever puts the butts into the seats is, is who's going to make the money. If the men put butts in seats, it's where they make the money. But I will say this. The World Cup, um, for being the most watched game, the women are much better, and uh, they should get the same amount of money for the World Cup. World Cup. Jermaine? Oh, I'm about to piss some folks off. Um, you know, you know what? <laughs> let's be honest here. Have you have you uh, watched a lot of female sports? They're te- female all the other ones are terrible. Um, it, jersey tie. Female sports doesn't sell. Even the women who are complaining about it, they don't sit down and watch female sports. Let me tell you. 
Um, look at the WNBA. The WNBA is subsidized by the NBA. You know why? You Tell know us why, why Jermaine. Tell because us why. nobody watches it. Nobody goes there and buys <laughs> tickets. I'm being honest. I, I'm a very honest guy. Um, women's sports don't sell. Um, that even though me of the, movie, the, the, the female uh, soccer, uh, the women's soccer is doing good, right? It's doing fantastic, beautiful. Right. But when it comes to the men, let me tell you, the men outsell outsell the women, and and, you're, no, and, you're, and that's right. what it is. It's all about money at the end of the day, Jersey. Oh, all I, right. I, so um, if they're not selling it, the truth. they're not. Nobody's gonna pay for it. Just being honest. World, but you're World right. Cup events, you're right. World Cup events are, are special and different in the fact that uh, you're not just going in on a touring schedule where, like, you're going to be in Cleveland one time and you're going to be in Newark one time, where you're going to be in Philadelphia the other time. This is a world event where countries go and they go to these sold out huge arenas. Now, listen, a soccer stadium, an arena is is not the normal size that like a football stadium is. It's like two times the size, and they go to these different countries and they're selling this out. If women are selling this out just as much as the men are, you're making just as much. Give them some more money. Who cares? You, you know, if, if, listen, um, if they want to pay more money, well, how about the attendance over the years? For World what about for, that? for the for the for the women's soccer. We I don't know what the uh, attendance is, but one thing I could tell you, Jersey, um, overall, a lot of people don't watch women's sports. Uh, and uh, and that's just being honest. They just don't. To me, so, I mean, like the yeah, if, if they're competing the same, just like the guys, and they're selling it, why not? Why not get paid the same? I understand that, but I'm just being honest with you. the The reason why they don't get paid like that is because most of the time, a lot of people don't watch it. Yeah, no, I I agree, I agree, but I think that there's an exception for for the sport. Yeah, Anthony Allen, my, my guy says female sports don't sell. They, no, they don't, except for the largest sport when it happens yeah. in the World Cup. It's different. It's the world's largest sport. Listen, the NBA, the WNBA is trash. We all know that. The reason why they're <laughs> making money is because they're not good enough and it's not entertaining. And we don't go and spend money on that. But we'll go and see, you know, Golden State Warriors lose. Okay. Like we, uh, I get that. And I understand it. I'm not advocating for an equal pay in those scenarios, but where you're making the money, where you been just like where I believe that college players should be paid, paid they're making all your money. All oh, those yeah. NCAA players, all those athletes are making money for these colleges. And they're not getting paid a cent. Give them the money. If they're making the money, give them the money. If the women's team is making the money in the oh, world, they're being paid. Their education is being subsidized. They're being they're paid. paid. You can't say I, they're I'm not being paid. You those uh, single black mommies are getting paid. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, Jersey, I went but, there. But why? But why? But no, but why? Why have to hide the fact that they're getting paid? Because it's do. legal. Well, no, but no, I'm not saying that. They're not. No, I'm no. I'm talking about their education's paid for. And a lot of oh yeah, they get money under the table a, too. Ty, you better yeah, believe they do, it. And that's and that's the thing is, is, and not only that is paid for on the books and underneath the books. I mean, they're, they're getting paid, and, and it isn't a lot of times by the school creating the violation anyway. Most of the time, the reason those kids get popped is because of donors. 
And going mm-hmm. back to what Jermaine's saying, it reminds me of the movie The Program. Did you guys ever see the movie The Program about the football? When they were talking yep. about the science test and they had the football coach in there. And there goes, you go. You know, who in the hell wins the first time you're going to see 85,000 people packing a stadium to watch some kid take a science test? And that's the same thing. That's what it comes down to this. The way I look at it is, is I don't know the backstory. What do, it, does the men's team subsidize the women's team whenever they're not making money except for winning the World Cup, however many years in yeah. between? You know, not I mean, do, 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 do they have better? What I, yeah, but the problem the men's I have is, is not they, entertaining to me. Okay, I mean, so when are they, well, that's because that's to me, that's is, me though. I mean, okay, I but look at Hope Solo. When are they going to be held accountable? Hope Solo assaulted her husband, and that's at the time when the football players. I think it's when Ray Rice knocked his lady out, mm-hmm. and she got busted the same exact time. Police report, and she served no fine. Well, I don't the know. The organization I is it. very corrupt. The the FIFA organization has been found to be very corrupt. Yep. Paying paying referees and crap. Mm, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And Hope Solo has. Nah, I'm not going to bring. Well, I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> She's got some. Uh, Self-inflicted nude shots out there that are not very appealing at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that that one that one <laughs> soccer players protesting the anthem and just like the NFL, I used to watch it. I was an avid NFL watcher. I know they started protesting the anthem. I was done. Same with this. Once I found out that girl was protesting the anthem, I'll see something come on and the women's soccer score was, and I go, "Is this she bisexual? What is she bisexual? He's a straight lesbian, bro. Oh and yeah, then I yeah. To PBS." There you go. And then I turn it. And you know what's really going to piss off the women's soccer team is when these transgenders come in and they none of them can make the friggin' team in the last place. I saw a post where someone was like, "Listen, I'm very upset." Right, Jermaine. Uh, Jermaine, you my, got it. <laughs> my my kid. I, 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 know saw, I saw a post earlier. It was like, uh, "It'll be a black transgender too." You watch. <laughs> How come? Here's here's a question for you. I mean, no, do what you want to do, be what you want to be, but you you see these. Where did the girls file the lawsuit? Which state right now was it? In the was it in the north northeast where those girls filed the lawsuit? They lost in track, and they filed yeah. the lawsuit saying they competed against actual biological men, and they, yeah, they the want to do something did a story about on it. that girl. Who would have known? I, I mean, I who would have known that the big evil? Who would have known that the big evil patriarchy comes in the form of a six foot four woman? That's with the thing. Is, I have no problem with that, Jersey. If you t- if you called me tonight, Jersey, and said. You know what? You know what, Ty? I felt like a woman my whole life, and, and I'm going to do this thing. I wouldn't hate on you because, no, here's the deal. Because of this right here, man, you're afforded the right in this Constitution to freedom, the pursuit of happiness, and everything. But what I don't understand is is when you want to change other, everybody else's freedom and happiness. And that's what I have a problem with, because these girls were striving and pushing to do great things, and because... You want to be happy a certain way. You got to push into their realm of life and take away their pursuit of freedom and happiness. So that's the issue I have. You can do whatever you want. I'm all yeah. for it. Just do not expect everybody else to be, okay, well, you want to know what? Come on in. Like you said, you're running track. This little girl's five foot three, 130 pounds. And this other individual that comes onto the track is, you know, six foot one, 210 pounds rip muscle, beats her by four lengths. Not fair. I mean, not fair. And that's that's feminine, that's feminism eating itself. It reminds me of that snake, you know, that shows it the circle eating itself. That's radical feminism right there. They push so damn hard that now look, they've got actual women being trampled upon 
in the whole feministic progressive cause. I don't know. It just it's it, it don't make sense to me. It's like they 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 cut off their nose to spite their face sometimes, and it just it, I don't understand because the cause is the cause, and it don't seem like that's helping the cause. It, Maybe I'm it's wrong. It's like this. No, you're 100 right, dude. It's like it's like this whole thing where it, it it's bizarre, man. We live in a weird time, this clown world where where you know where it's okay where bizarro where the left hates men so much that they allow them to compete in women's sport, which is bizarre. I don't understand it. It doesn't happen that way. You're crushing these other people. You're hurting women by allowing these men to compete in their sports where they're getting scholarships and they're they're trying hard their whole life and it can end up in a situation like that. It's, it's stupid. Um, and the Democratic Party is ran by women now. Uh, women have ruined that party. Uh, I'm telling you, if if you listen to the logic coming out there, it's like uh, Nickelodeon and Mickey Mouse wrapped in the one. I mean, you you just can't understand the logic, but yet uh, they keep spewing it. Mm -mm -mm. So let's uh, you want to move on? You move yeah, on? let's roll into kind of spewing spewing insane logic. Or insane. I'm telling you, insane. <laughs> and going back to the NCAA comment about how you believe they're getting paid, you know, because they're getting that education. Well, Bernie's trying to pay for people's education in another way. Bam! Do you like? Oh it? yeah. <laughs> this proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country and ends the absurdity of sentencing an entire generation, the millennial generation, to a lifetime of debt for the crime of doing the right thing, and that is going out and getting a higher education. We will make a full and complete education a human right in America to which all of our people are entitled. Excuse me, your favorite. We are experiencing a systemic and economy-wide threat to grinding to grinding our, our economy to a halt because Families and people in my generation, older and younger, are not buying cars, we're not purchasing homes, we are not building families because of the scepter that student loan debt represents on our generation. It is unjust and it is a burden that no generation before had to encounter to the scale and the level that ours has. I think that's good. You know, the thing is, Jersey, is she talked about the scepter. And you know what I don't understand about these liberal progressives is 
the per- what they should be fighting is the person holding the scepter, and that's the donors to these big liberal progressive universities. Because this is, but but they're not going to fight that because this is their indoctrination centers. Instead of trying to fix it and say, we, and I'm going to say it right now, the cost of higher education is overinflated. It's it, it's, it's ridiculous for the kid. It is a scam, but that's what they should be fighting. But the reason they don't fight it is why is because that's their indoctrination centers. So they switch it to something else. We're right. going to give you a free education. Well, I, I already know what the Dems are running on in 2020. Can anybody guess? Oh, free, free, free everything. Todd nailed Biden's it. Biden's going to cure cancer. Hey, no, <laughs> Joe Biden's been in Congress for 30 years and he's going to cure cancer now. He's going right, to cure right. it. Reparations, right. they're going to give free Reparations. Reparations is the theme of 2020. You oh, have of reparations course. Reparations for blacks. You have reparations for gays like Elizabeth Warren once. And then you have reparations for college students. That's the Bernie plan. Literally, all they're thinking about is how many people can we just give free money to? Hey, how about this? How about we have some accountability? Okay. I understand the college, the, the price of college is inflated. I get that and I 100% agree. But when you sign on those lines to take out a loan, you do that on your own power and free will. Mm-hmm. You take out money from somebody else to pay for something. You need to pay that money back. I agree. It's simple. I'm still paying my. I, I totally agree. And I had a I had a little bit of a um um conversation with my audience about it. And what I, what we were saying is, and and this is my personal opinion is, I believe that. In a sense, um, I understand conservatives' opinion about it. Um, yeah, hey, you, you read you read what the terms were. You sign on the dotted line, pay it back. Right? Very simple. Very simple. I understand that draconian uh, uh, thinking there. But what I'm thinking is that um, during during this, uh, <laughs> my credit card says otherwise. Yeah, it, it's a little draconian. But uh, but look. Listen to this here. Um, this culture has been tricked. They have been tricked into believing that uh, higher education is the only way to be successful here in America. And I believe that a lot of parents and a lot of uh, children have been tricked into this. So by them being tricked by this culture here, a lot of them have garnered a lot of this uh a lot of this, uh, what is it called, you know, um, bills from going to college and all this other crap, getting these Mickey Mouse degrees. And I totally understand it, but I, don't, I believe that there should be um, some sort of relief. I don't believe that all of it should be uh, wiped out, but I believe that there should be some sort of relief there. I don't know what it is, I, but I believe that there should I, be some sort of relief. I can't. And, and maybe more. Uh, bringing more money into like trade schools. We were talking about trade schools on my show. There um, you go. Get get rid of the colleges. Get rid of the scam. I went to college. I got uh, probably about eighty five thousand dollars worth of debt left with three degrees. Um, I skated through college with my eyes closed. I'm telling you, college is a scam. So I'm well, telling bringing folks, up trade schools huge. Yeah, go to trade school. We need electricians out there. We need engineers, gosh darn plumbers. it. You know, uh, we, we don't need any more African-American study majors. We don't need any more uh, baristas. We're, we're tired. Get, get a Modern real job. Modern dance. 
modern <laughs> dance. Give me that modern dance diploma. And you're right. And I was just going to say, I live in a community where there's a lot of gas and oil. And I know guys that are very frugal that are, and now trust me, a lot of gas and oil guys, I know they got four wheelers. They got it all because these guys are making money hand over fist. Mm-hmm. They never have time to spend it. So they buy stuff. And that's just how it is. I mean, that's what makes America great. They eat steaks. That's why they call them roughnecks. They drink beer and they buy shit like crazy. But the thing is, is there's a lot of them that by the time they're in their late 20s, they already have their house paid off. Yep. They have another business set up on the side. Like I was talking to a lady the other day. Her son's 27 years old. He already paid his house off. He owns his truck. And we're talking we're a $300,000 home, an $85,000 dually pickup, and he started his own trucking company. And his dad's doing that for him. Well, he's down in the oil patch working. So, I mean, you're right. They, and I believe that unless there's unless there's a certain degree, like if you want to be a teacher and you're a male, you got to go get that teaching degree. There's certain things you have mm-hmm. to do. But I agree with you. There's there's plumbers, electricians, engineers, yep. I mean, equipment operators. I mean, there's millions of ways to make more money. And I think what you say is is correct. They've tricked the system to think you need education because what's every, what, what were you growing up? Did your parents tell you you got to work hard so you can get that education? That's well, all I heard. Put in our. It's something that they put in that first generation. You always hear, you know, like my parent, my dad was the first generation in his family to go to college. So you hear mm-hmm. that and they buy into it. So they're sending everybody off to college and they're racking everybody up with debt. So here you come out of college. You got $85,000 in debt. You want to get married. So some of what AOC, believe it or not, some of what AOC is laying out the facts about some of it. But like everything else they do, instead of going straight for the hunt to go to the right thing, they're trying to maneuver their way so they don't create problems. They they see the problem, but they they, they turn their head away from the real problem. It's that blind eye. I, I can't disrespect uh, the people that have paid for their college education. Oh, amen. I, I get it. Have worked hard for a very I long agree. time to work that off. Mm-hmm. And then those parents that have also understood the, the heaviness of student loan debt and have helped to pay their 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 children i agree cool yeah. as well i can't but it's not right that. listen it may not be right but it's all voluntary this is something that you do and maybe pushing trades is something that parents should be doing more i 100 agree with that i, I think if schools you, if you should be doing it but they're part of the problem yeah they're part of the system and the problem there. exactly they're part of the problem and i, I think it's, it's it's not the state's job it's not the government's job to tell my kids Hey, listen, now it's time to go into trades because they were telling our kids for so long that these overpopulated businesses that that they want you to go into for college are now not. I, I, and and, and, um, and, and we, we also have another problem, have guys. Think about it like this. Um, there's plenty of college students who are living at home now. Right. They get out of college. They're saddled with debt, and they're they're chilling in their mother's basement. A whole bunch of kids all across this nation. And it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I believe that, for me, I think that there should be relief, but I don't know. I don't know what type of relief there should be, but maybe a tax credit. uh, Peace Corps, military service. You paid something. But we have to to help these people out. There there is... I disagree only because when you go to pay back your student loan debt, if you don't have a job, you can push to get that pushed back until you have a job. And it gives you time to yeah, find forbearance, but bank. it still collects Yeah, but they, they, they don't do it for that long. Well, not only Listen, 
then then maybe your parents or you should have been a little bit more smart when you went to go find <laughs> out what was going on down the line. I I can't listen. I can't argue <laughs> with you. It's logic. <laughs> to me, it's like it's like I can't. I don't get under. I don't understand it. Uh, all I can do is try to make an emotional appeal. That's it. <laughs> No, um, and it does like, start begging, Jermaine. Start begging, please. Oh, like, like, right now. Hey, hey, buddy, think about the children. <laughs> think about I, the children, all right? Please, please. I hope, I hope that I'm in a position. I hope that I'm in a position to help my children out do whatever they want to do, whether it's being college or enter a trade. I will absolutely make sure that those instances are available and I can tell yes. them, hey. Do not ever be ashamed to want to be into a trade because. But don't you think the public education is. system should provide those classes like they used to? Don't think they should. I think the department of education should be completely dismantled to begin with. I don't even think it should be there because what has the department of education done? We've been putting Nothing. a same amount of money yeah, in the department states, of education. States, yeah, but I get that, but I get that you're talking about getting rid of the federal department of education, but each state would still have to have a department of education where you could educate your kids. Build, build, I'm trying program. to say, okay, but yeah, but we're arguing apple and oranges. What I'm trying to say is, is in your state, won't you think that your state should provide your kids math along with shop along with music? Isn't that a more intellectual breadth of knowledge for your children than algebra? This, this, well, mm -hmm. I mean, they should be 100%. teaching kids finances and they should be teaching kids how to take care of it well now checkbooks old but how to keep your <laughs> you know, you right i i did that in the sixth grade i actually had a teacher i'm thankful for. I, he actually I got his checkbooks we, yeah, and it's, they don't do that anymore they need to start teaching these kids finances and teach them how to civic. take a loan out at the bank and interest rates yes absolutely civic. Civic. they're teaching you algebra like jermaine said because they're going to tell you you need some degree where you're going to use your algebra to tell you the distance between the big dipper and the little dipper and then you graduate from college and you realize there's only one of those damn jobs in the workforce i talked to a girl that told me she was putting in for some like petrochemical some kind of engineer she went all the way through school racked up 162 thousand dollars with the debt gets the degree goes to a job fair and they say there's only four of those jobs in the world right now <laughs> what? crazy four. For all, for, for as smart as that girl Some, is, she's definitely an idiot for not researching how many positions are open for I, that job. But, 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 but I'm but telling you, there was a liberal you know pushing her. Exactly. How do you know it wasn't a counselor at the school saying, go this? What I'm trying to that, say is there's that, a lot And that's to what it. I'm telling and, you. And the system is set up against them. But we can fix the system. And I agree with Jermaine. If we know that there's an overcost of it. I mean, colleges, here's a perfect example. When I was going to school, I finished up my schooling at CU Colorado Springs, right? And when I got there, since I had transferred in from another school, they had to take more classes because you only can transfer so many credits. Right. So I show up, I'm an English major, right? Straight up English major, never going to use math other than figuring GPAs because I went to school to be an English teacher. So I'm right. They made me take all and these math classes. So I go in, you know me, I've always been kind of revolutionary, rebellious shithead. And I walked in and I said, well, why do I have to take these classes? And you know what they told me, Jersey? And I think these were about $58,000 worth of classes. When you come to this educational institution, we need to give you the breadth of knowledge. Bullshit <laughs> the breadth of knowledge. All you're seeing is da -da -dink, da -da -dink, that calculator is going in your head. And what I'm trying to say is this. Here's the, why don't you get money? Right. <laughs> 
Okay, so Dino why don't you fast track these kids? Don't you have them five years in school, Jersey, where if you had them take degree specific classes, they'd be in and out in two years. They wouldn't be racking up housing debt. They wouldn't be blowing their minds on whatever else they're doing because they're working to get their degree and they're going to get into the workforce center faster. And all well, I'm well, trying to it, say is, is I, I don't think somebody should pay them off. So let me finish. Shereen. I don't think somebody should pay them off. I think that if, if we can subsidize shrimp running on a treadmill and seeing how many skunks I'm telling have you. babies in Idaho, I think we can help some kids get some, some debt paid off. That, what I'm that, trying to say is, is let's fix that, the There we go. Thank the anymore. Lord. Todd, you, you made a good argument there. I, I was I was out of steam. He hit me with logic. So that was a good just like, plea. Just that like was a forcing, good plea, buddy. <laughs> just, like forcing, just like forcing me to pay for those shrimp running on treadmills, which is wrong, me paying for someone else's education is the exact same thing. It's uh, all wrong. Hold on. <laughs> it's all wrong. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what Jermaine I get what you, you, but we I, just we just uh, I don't know where he's going, but I'm sure there's going to be a prop. I hope there's going to be a prop when he comes back. I, I just, the way I look at, I don't know, man. I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. I, I don't. I, I agree with you 110. percent But if we're gonna throw money at those things, why? Not? It's that if that, why not this thing? And that's all I'm trying to say. And I, I, I we need to reform it because a lot of these things they're not private industries. They're either state-run colleges. I, which is, which, you know, if they were private colleges, charge whatever you want, but especially state-run schools, there should be a little bit different ways you handle things other than throwing all this debt on kids. That's all I'm trying to say. And but I think they should be pushing the on kids, though. You're not throwing this debt on Yeah, kids. you are when you systematically tell them that they need an education. And think about it like this. Work themselves through college. Think about it like this, oh, Jersey. I have too. You, you're, I have. Go ahead. What's yeah, the cost of a thing. gallon of milk? Yeah, but what's the cost of books when I went to school compared to the cost of books when you went to or when other people go to school now compared to the wage scale back then for their parents? What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of things wrapped up in this, and I know they're willingly to do this, but we talk about even we t- we're going to drift off into something crazy now. We're going to talk about marijuana legalization, okay? Yeah, let's, I mean, let's go to that. Okay, here in Colorado. But here in Colorado, we're starting to see medicinal effects to this that are helping people. We see these little kids move into this state, a thousand seizures a day, down to two seizures a week, yada yada yada. Okay, so I'm trying to say is there has to be there there has to be a jump in the middle. I don't know how to I'm Jersey. I don't know how to explain it to you. I'm trying to think of how I could explain this to you where where you could. Uh, I'm, I'm in the Jermaine. You're gonna have to take this over. I, I can't. I can't. I, I don't know how to explain it to Jersey. I'm trying to tie it together, and I just it's not gonna come together like that because it's gonna be the same argument. He's gonna shoot me down. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. It, <laughs> no, I just. It's just. It's my thought though that we. I just shouldn't be paying for that. That's all. That if I voluntarily sign, if I sign a contract, I sign a contract. It doesn't matter the induction. Okay. Okay. But okay. So I'm going to use the marijuana thing. So what, what I'm trying to say is, is for years and years, they had like the movie reefer madness and stuff. And they showed this guy smoking a joint in the sixties. And then he drives this car home. His eyes are bugging out of his head. And then he stabs his parents to death. So I'm trying to say is uh, I'm trying to relate that to now weeds bad when we really know it had to do with the whole hemp thing and the hemp was cheaper rope than when DuPont made nylon. So they put the hemp. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, and what I'm trying to say is the same thing. We know now we've seen the man behind the curtain. All of us, you know, some of us were tinfoil hat wearers, Trump selected. We see the man behind the curtain. What I'm trying to say is, is it's that same systematic systemic shit that they feed us that you, they were telling our families. That was another way to get Americans to invest. How are we going to get Americans money? We're going to,
going to tell every kid has to go to college to be successful and invest in America. So they push that in the schools. They take away the trade schools and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we talked about it a million times. Then they create and, and, and let's be honest, Ty. Ty, let's be honest. It has destroyed a lot of people's lives and their future. Going to school and going to college has destroyed a lot of people's future and lives based upon an idea that you have to go to school. Look at how many people have gone to school, have gone out, living in their parents' basement, and have no sights at a future job that they went to school for. There's millions of them out there. And all I'm saying, and I understand it, but uh, Jersey, you have a a solid argument. Valid point. I mean, listen, coming from me, I'm telling you, I hardly get beat. That uh, your your (laughs) argument is solid. It's not. But what I'm saying is, gosh darn it! Have some compassion, buddy. (laughs) I get. Listen, I get it. I do get it. I get the compassion part of it, but then there's also that part of me that says, I says. If some dope from New Jersey knows not to do that, me, <laughs> talk about myself here, not our governor. Uh, if some dope can figure out if I sign my name on this dotted line, I'm going to owe this amount of money, then how come other people can't do the same thing? And New Jersey is hard. It's, the indoctrination in New Jersey is bad. All of it. Uh, listen, the last governor we had was Republican, but he was like uh, basically super Democrat. So then you have one that's now that we have a, a super Democrat uh, governor now. And it's like, I, I it's the indoctrination. Is okay. I feel it. So what I about the loans? But how come what I didn't the do collapse? it? Okay. I agree with you though. But what about the collapse? What about the market collapse? What were they calling those loans? What were those loans called? Predatory. They were, yeah. No, but it was called whatever. You know what? To, to be Any honest, Ty, Ty, another one. Ty, guess what? Those student loans. Are predatory loans on on uh on the students well, the thirty six percent outrageous? What was it called though? What was the, the loans don't have a mind of their own? They're not hurting people. You <laughs> yeah, voluntarily signed it. Yeah, but okay, but Jersey, you have an object. It okay, doesn't work unless okay, you do it. Jersey, okay, but here's okay, but hold on a second. These loans, okay, if you had a job, I can't remember what they called them. They were called like an alien loan. If you have a job or whatever, approved. But what I'm trying to say is, okay, here's the government telling you you can be a first time homeowner. And we're going to mm-hmm. help you and we're going to set you up for this loan. It was a fluctuating interest rate, which you, we all yep. know. Okay, so the government and the banks are working together to give you the old, the fluctuating interest rate. They knew these people could never pay those <laughs> loans off, Jersey. And they fed them a line saying, we're going to make you first-time homeowners and all you need is a job. All I'm trying to say is, man, is we know for a fact the government's corrupt and we know a lot of the – bro. The world's a business, man. We know globalism is a thing. And all I'm trying to say is, is it's all set up. The man is set up to take as much cheese from us as he can. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to it. I mean, they tax you for every damn thing. Pretty soon they're going to tax my dad. My dad's a rancher. They're I'm having too much fun on this show right now. Right. They're, ta- <laughs> they're going to tax my dad for cow farts, you guys. I mean, you better hope that when our kids grow up, they don't have to hook a machine to their rear end and somebody say, well, you want to know what? You gave up this much carbon today. It's going to cost you $4.52. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're going. So that's all I'm trying to say, man. They're just trying to make money off this. What we need to do as individuals is get together, quit letting people put the things that divide us, get the things that combine us and stand up to the man, take our government back, we the people. We need people like myself and Jermaine and you, Jersey, and Zach and Louie and everybody else to start you stepping up and running. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Running for snow, running for school <laughs> boards, running for it don't matter, a tourism boards, running for political office, mayor, county commissioner, hell, run for a house district seat, a senate seat. Because you want to know what Donald Trump did? You know what he did for the forgotten men and women? He gave people like me, a bearded tattooed guy in Jersey, he's an everyday dude from Jersey, Jermaine, an army veteran. He gave you a platform to stand up and say, You want to know what? You mm-hmm. people out there are just like me, and you're gonna listen to Donald Trump, and I'm more like you than Donald Trump's like you. So why don't you vote for me instead of that stiff pencil neck in the tie? And I'll tell you what, man, that's the most beautiful. No, that's the most beautiful thing about America. And that's the biggest thing I've taken from everything Donald Trump's have is he has. He's given us a voice that people like none of us would have this platform or this voice that we have today if it wasn't for that man. And that's why I think. Oh, yeah. and, And all of us are involved in other ways. And I think we just need to take the next step. And you're starting to see it. We need to start running for office and we need to we the people we need to start electing representatives that are are a true representation of the population of this country and i'm done sorry no that was that was good that was a good ending rant i'm done um are we we leaving here in about uh at 10 right now yeah we're done man oh okay yeah i I got a um i got another appointment but i had a fantastic time I laughed so hard. Let me tell you, I'm sweating like a Hebrew <laughs> slave. You guys done something to me. <laughs> hey, it's always fun, man. And we enjoy you being here. You guys check out Jermaine on Conservative Nation. That's his other platform. He's on there early in the morning. Actually, he was on just before this. He's working hard. Jermaine, thanks for being with us on Monday nights, man. We love you. Jersey, any final thoughts? You want to say anything to anybody if we before we go? A solo shot of this right here. Uh, you guys can go and uh, support Roger Stone as well. Roger. Oh yeah, he did nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing. Uh, somebody's shop. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but uh if you can just uh you know, go and think about it. I had to get the shirt. I like it. So uh no, I mean, I had fun tonight. Jermaine as always, man. It was it was a, a thrill. Uh I guess I'm insensitive, but whatever. No, we love you, man. You're a big Oh, changer. yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't, don't worry. Not- you got a cold heart, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna warm there it needs up. There to be at least one man on this panel. I'm him. All right, Woo. right. Um, no. Like Oscar says, hug the teddy bear. Yeah. We love you, Jersey. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, no. guys, um, if you're new to the if you're new to the show, type "Liberty Prevails" in the comments, and what's going to happen is is you're going to get a message from our chat bot, and it's going to ask you to subscribe to the show. We go live on Sundays. That's Louie. We've got myself, Jersey, and Jermaine on Monday nights. We've got Logan and Troy on Wednesdays. I know uh, Logan's going to be moving back to Sundays. And we've also got Chris Challa in the mix now. And he's yeah. going to be filling in here and there. Uh, Louis lost he's power dynamite. in his studio last night. Right? That, yeah, he is dynamite. He's a young kid. He's a young college kid. And he's pushing it hard. And he's also going to be a great contributor for this. So, you guys, thank you for joining with us tonight. Type in that Liberty Prevails. Get that chat bot. Subscribe to us. We appreciate you all. We thank you all for joining PK, Teresa, Matthew, Victor, couldn't do it without you. Thank you for everything. Like I always say, guys, if we don't stand for the liberties and freedoms that we have today, our children and our grandchildren, they're not going to have them tomorrow. And remember one thing, liberty always prevails. Have a good night and see you next Monday. Major League Liberty.
Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment.